When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. Joining us today is Sarah Schreiber, the Associate Editorial Director at Brides. With an impressive portfolio, Sarah has contributed to many a publication, such as Martha Stewart, Good Housekeeping, and House Beautiful. For over five years, she has dedicated her expertise to crafting and refining content on wedding planning, etiquette, flowers, and inspiration. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me, Fallon. (laughs) We're very excited to talk about all the things that you are such an expert at. Um, How's your week been? All going well? (laughs) All is going well. You know, this is, you know, we're leading up to Thanksgiving. It is the Mm. holiday rush. I feel like everybody is just excited for Turkey Day. And, you know, so we are just tying up some loose ends and getting ready for the holiday weekend. How's your week? It's beautiful. I am looking forward to Turkey Day as well. But Mm. as a wedding planner, I'm also very much looking forward to the kickoff of engagement season. Mm. Um, So shout out to all of those who are walking into some proposals that they kind of know about um, that are happening over the next couple of months. And I think to kick off like what to expect for 2024, I want to talk to you a little bit more about color, concepts, Mm. scheming. Color scheming. Let's do it. Well, first, I want to talk about Pantone Color of the Year. Mm. How has that been impacting lives as we we await for the announcement of them to drop? <laughs> I mean, Pantone Color of the Year, I feel like, you know, it is, you know, it's always something that informs pretty much everything that we do. Has Pantone released their 2024 color of the year yet? I don't think so, right? We're still thinking about all things Viva Magenta for 2023. Um, So Pantone color of the year, I think that's what that was. I mean, Viva Magenta, Barbie pink. (laughs) We had a fun year. You know, do with that what you will. So, you know, I think Barbie pink had played a major role in pop culture. It played Mm. a major role in the wedding sphere. You know, brides and grooms, couples everywhere, I think they were really drawn to pink in all of its forms, whether it was flashy magenta like Pantone color of the year or, you know, something more soothing like dusty rose, which I think has also been in that color of the year Mm. landscape too. Um, You know, and then on the bride side of things, as we look forward in 2024, we kind of have a response to Barbie pink, um, which is Marseille blue. 
um, obviously, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum, but the same vitality and energy. Mm. So where you have Barbie pink, high energy pink, you have Marseille blue, cool, calming, um, but also splashy because of that water connection. So, you know, I I think we're kind of going from this feminine, high energy, you know, space to something a little cooler, a little calmer, a little bit, maybe, dare I say, more versatile. Mm. But, you know, that's where I think, you know, color landscape is heading I love. down the road. I think it's all about blue next year. All about pink blue. in 2023, all about blue in 2024. For, it, we're giving gender reveal vibes here. I love it. <laughs> um, we and, are and a bit. <laughs> Marseille is definitely one of my top favorite top five favorite countries for sure, um, or cities. And when I heard about this Marseille blue conversation, she was like, I was like, cause I've seen the water. She is worth mm. making a color out of. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to, to see what people use, how people integrate that Marseille blue into their wedding color scheme. But you touched on a lot of like magentas and pinks and kind of those softer tones. When you're thinking about picking a color scheme, Yep. What are you? What are kind of those first steps? Are we letting the venue kind of, uh, kind of help us tell the story, or can we kind of go rogue and say, "I want blue in here"? Like, what are your touch points on helping pick that color scheme? First things first. When it comes to color, I feel like the answer is always yes. <laughs> yes. I do. I think that your venue, your surroundings, should impact the color scheme that you choose. Absolutely. Um, I think tying your wedding to time and place is really important. It helps tell the story. You chose that place for a reason. Connecting that color palette to it, you know, just kind of continues that storyline. You know, but then again, there is personal choice and personal preference. Mm. And your wedding is about you. Period. (laughs) Period. It is. You know, and if you love blue and you want to get married, you know, in the desert, you know, in the in the dusty Midwest, I think there's a place for that. You know, it's coastal, yeah. it's landlocked, you know, it's like it can be anywhere, it can be anything. And I think yeah. that's the beauty of the color. But I think that's kind of the beauty of color at large mm-hmm. and the return of color um, to weddings. People are getting creative. Mm. People are using, you know, color to tell their story. Yes, time and place, but you know, that personality, I think that comes from within and, and it is a really beautiful way to just, you know, make a splash on your wedding day, Agreed. choose your favorite colors, choose colors that speak to you and make it work no matter where you are. I mean, I think the other part of this is seasonality, right? Mm. You know, whether that is, whether you're getting married in the summer and you want citrus tones, you want something a little juicier, whether you're getting married in the winter and you want something a little bit more classic or understated. I mean, yes. Do I think Marseille blue can work across all of those things? Of course I do. (laughs) But, you know, no matter the color that you're picking or no matter the colors that you are drawn to, um, you know, think to the seasons, think to time and place and think to your personality. Those are the places to start. I love that. And even um, as you move into like, I think people are moving more into color and they're moving away from the neutrals and they're wanting to have more fun, Um, having fun through attire as well. Like it doesn't just have to be your tablescape, but there's so many ways to incorporate color into your special day, even through multi-events. Like you can tell a color story through a rehearsal dinner, a welcome party, and then again at your wedding. Um, But have you been seeing a lot more people get a little bit more daring? And what are some examples that you've been seeing recently um, in the publication world? 
Oh, yes. People (laughs) are definitely becoming more daring. I do think this is potentially something that was born out of the pandemic when our lives were were Mm. very monotonous and same, same day over day. And I think the return to color is kind of a return to life and a return to vibrancy. So yes, that is something that we're seeing across the board um, in publications, at Brides. Um, In terms of what I'm seeing, I think more and more brides are opting for colorful attire, which I Mm, find so interesting. I agree. The colorful dress. And maybe it's not just, you know, a blue dress or a pink dress, but the idea of like a floral, a print, a pattern. Mm -hmm. I think color, you know, attire, that is coming back in a way that was maybe surprising to me. Yes. Color palettes, you know, that is something that we do. That is our bread and butter. We love color. That is something you know inherently. Um, But I think from a fashion perspective, when we consider what is historically or classically bridal Mm -hmm. um, in the Western world, we are thinking of white wedding dresses. And Mm -hmm. I think the return of color um, and this resurgence is really translating so beautifully in fashion. So yes, those floral prints um, all over color. I think people are having a lot of fun with accessories. I think people yes. are having a lot of fun with second looks and pre-wedding yes. looks. We could do, you know, we could go all day on pre-wedding and that like post-wedding after-party fashion component. Color is there. I mean, yes. it is not just white mini, and I love that- those too. But it is like, let's change into something blue. Let's change yes. into something like rock and roll or black yes. or something totally different. And I think yeah. that is just amazing. That's been the most exciting this season that I've seen. Like a lot of our couples have had really intentional, beautiful, like rehearsal dresses that were like neon yellows and really vibrant, like chartreuse colors, like really, really playful. And you're like, why well, was not I was not thinking that for you, but you, it's like an um an expression of energy or an expression of how they're feeling specifically for their weekend. I've I've been in love with. And even for my 2024 couples, all of our color palettes have reds in them and really vibrant, like rich color. Um, And we're focusing on how are we creating custom prints? Um, How are we creating our own custom linens specifically to like exude this like vibrancy? So we're, I agree with you, like hands down, I'm very excited to see what 2024 unfolds, but so much color is in the world. And I, I'm excited. All of our listeners, do not be afraid. Lean into it. If, you're, if your mom or your mom-in-law is telling you, well, I was thinking more ivory or cream, push that envelope, honey. It is your time to shine. <laughs> totally agree. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. 
That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So when it comes to like executing mixed matched colors and patterns, con- combining it all to create one mm-hmm. story, do you have, especially for like bridesmaids dresses or even for decor, what are some of your suggestions on how to really make it kind of make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. When we talk about color, I feel like you and I are going to say the words tone and texture <laughs> a lot during our conversation. So when you are putting together a mix and match bridesmaids, palette, mood board, lean into that variety. I think that's my best advice. Commit. Mm. You want mix and match? Commit to that. Go for the different textures. Mix the satin, mix the velvet, you know, mix the silk, weave it all together. Definitely get a print in there alongside the opaque. You need both, I think. And I think the best mix and match bridesmaids looks specifically include pattern and opaque as opposed to just, you know, similar dresses, different tones. Um, I really love that combination of, Mm. you know, fun print, fun floral, a check. I mean, there there are so many different things that you can do now (laughs) that are just the world is really your oyster. It is not just like sweetheart neckline, flowing dress, <laughs> sage and evergreen and Kelly and call it a day. Um, you know, you can really weave all of the colors of your palette directly into your bridesmaids dresses. But yeah, my best advice is to really commit to it. And if you really want that mix and match look, really, really go for it. And you yeah. know, doing, you can just create, you know, you can create a little mood board, get the fabrics yes. together, see how it all looks lined up. And I think the results will surprise you more I often agree. than not, right? And I I think when we talk about textiles beyond dresses, beyond bridesmaids dresses, same goes for, you know, a tablescape. The same goes for mixing a napkin with a tablecloth. And you know all about this. You Mm. can talk about this too. (laughs) Um, I think the textures are really important there and and having fun with the rentals and the chargers and the plates and having those, having like a fun china pattern speak to a pattern on a tablecloth. Patterns and tablecloths are back too. And that is so exciting. Thank you. How exciting is that? I'm so <laughs> glad that you brought up signature prints, custom linens. I think that's so special. It's so special. It's such a high impact way. Yes. Um, you know, I know it costs more. I know there's more dollars out when you go that route, but you can do less if you yeah. do, if you do more. That is your literal framework for your tablescape too. Because sometimes that's all you need. Like we did a farm wedding and we did a custom table. It was just a runner. And we just got the generic poly white linen from the rental company. And that runner stood out so beautifully because it was, we weaved it through the entire weekend and the bride was like an interior designer and this was a print that she loved. But it's going to tell the story of her life. Like now she's pregnant. I'm sure she's going to make a little blanket out of that print. So it's like, let that be the staple of like what your life looks together. Like pick a print. That's your print. Like we pick everything else that's custom to your love story. And even what you're saying, like with kind of 
commit and like give it some time. Like, like you're saying, play with it, try them on. And even when you're working with your floral partner, work on a mock-up day. Take a couple of linens in there. Take your flatware, your glassware, and your china. Put it all together. Try it out. Don't be afraid to just play. Be a little bit more playful. Don't don't just get the generic stuff because you can do that any day. Play with it and just try it out. And I'm sure you're going to be very, very pleased with what you come up, come up with. Any other takeaways regarding color, being adventurous, or kind of leaning into your leaning into your vibe for your your wedding planning? Lean into the vibe. You know, I think. <laughs> I think that is great advice. I think that is the takeaway. It's your wedding day. You get to choose the colors that you pull together. Um, I think when you're creating a color scheme, be intentional about the colors Mm. that you choose right off the bat. Don't go for too many. I mean, obviously, we have so many to choose from and so many look so beautiful together, unexpectedly even. (laughs) Um, You know, like we've, we've talked about chartreuse today. Shocking how well that works with so many different tones. She's a good one. Like that cobalt (laughs) blue, like that Marseille blue, you know, with pink, with these yellows, these buttery yellows. Um, So I think being intentional and choosing that, you know, that color scheme up front and making those decisions and playing early on in the wedding Mm. process, it allows you to make decisions down the road without having to second guess or double back. That part. Know your palette. You know, there are obviously several decisions maybe that come before that. But once you identify that palette, like details, decor unlocked, Mm -hmm. right? You can go ahead and go forth and choose things that feel good to you. Um, So I think kind of developing that palette early is is a good tip that I have for couples currently planning weddings and who want to experiment with color. That's a huge pro tip. Um, even working with our couples, that's one of the first things we do. And I'll present a color palette. like, they're going to love this. And then they come back. They're like, actually, can we add this, that, and the third? So it really is a t- get that down, down first because it really does impact the rest of your kind of design decisions. Um, so great pro tip. Appreciate that. Um, we're going to go into emails now because y'all reached out and y'all have some serious questions. I love your questions. Continue to DM us. Continue to email us. That's brides at betches.com. I want to hear from you because Sarah's here and she's going to help us answer all these color questions. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, Sarah, buckle in. All right. First up is an Instagram DM. And I quote, we have chosen green and purple. How do we avoid Joker vibes? Ooh. Ooh. Joker vibes. Hmm. Um, yep. Green and purple. <laughs> Can get Joker vibes pretty quick, I think. But again, let's talk about tone. Mm. Purple does not have to be royal purple. We Uh can be eggplant. (laughs) We can be lavender. We could be, you know, you could go into that like jewel tone um, or you could go pastel. And I think that's really lovely. On the green end of things, you could go forest. You could Mm -hmm. go sage. So when we're talking about green and purple, if we're thinking Joker vibes, let's think about that. Let's think about what that (laughs) looks like in our brains. Clashing, (laughs) contrasting. Although, Fallon, if there's anybody that can do (laughs) purple and green well in those very vivid tones, I feel like you could. Um, Thanks, Mom. So this is, you know, (laughs) this is not to knock that very neon-y approach, but I do think tone is really important here. Agreed. Um, And I think if you want to go for purple and green, just think about 
how purple and how mm. green and work with the varying tones inside of those color families and choose something that speaks to you, but also maybe also suits where you are getting married. If it's in a garden, those very high impact saturated tones aren't going to look good. So those lavender and sages will tie really nicely into that setting. You know, if you're getting married in the winter, more of a classic ballroom setting, mm. I think that eggplant, that forest, that emerald, um, those colors work in that way. So yes, purple and green work. Just variations of purple and green in different <laughs> places at different times of the year and take all of that into account um, I agree. when you choose those tones. Yes, I. that's a, like the perfect answer. And I actually, <laughs> when I see green and purple, I don't actually think Joker vibes. I think of uh, Mardi Gras, to be so honest that's what with I was you. Say too, <laughs> Mardi Gras. I was like, okay, if we are like that's New Orleans gold. right now, New Orleans, like, okay, we could do, we could do that. I was like, actually, yeah. that's not bad. I think you're giving it's me not. something to work with. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I, even with the green, I would turn that into a pattern, like a linen pattern with like, like a, I'm thinking like French countryside because that's where my brain always is like a really cool, soft, subdued green pa- and a pattern and then adding like a, like you said, a lavender, <laughs> like to- tone that purple on down. It really just depends because the purple, like you're saying, could have been a richer eggplant. But I'm always thinking like summertime in France, like tons of lavender everywhere. I think there's tons of ways that you could make this work. Just maybe, yeah, play play with your options there. What I would suggest always is sometimes you can contact a linen company and they'll send you some swatches like of colors that you can play with. And that's usually a first place I start or even just go to your local hardware store and start picking up kind of those paint swatches to figure out how which uh, which purple oh, you kind of want. <laughs> that's genius. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got another question. I have just booked my venue for December 2024. I have always envisioned myself as a winter bride surrounded by snow with all my guests bundled up drinking hot cider. You get the picture. Here's my question for you, Fallon. Initially, I was inclined to embrace the Christmas theme and have my color scheme in red and green, but in a tasteful way. However, I am now having second thoughts and contemplating a winter wonderland color palette with mostly whites and light blues. I understand that ultimately the decision is mine, but I'm curious about your opinion Would opting for reds and greens make my wedding challenging to plan due to the strong association with Christmas? On the other hand, could an all-white palette make my wedding seem bland? If I lean towards the Christmas colors, what would be the best way to incorporate them without it feeling like I'm hosting a Christmas-themed wedding? Thank you for all that you do on the podcast, Winter Wonder Bride. Oh, Winter Wonder Bride. Winter Wonder Bride has a lot going on. She has a lot of good ideas. I love a seasonal wedding. First, I don't want to knock the idea of a of an overtly seasonal wedding. And I do think there is potentially a world in which all of those color schemes, mm-hmm. red and green, winter white, and those those very icy blues work together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about pre-wedding events, we talk about segmenting, you know, ceremony reception. You want things to feel connective, but if your common thread is subtle winter, then I think there is a way to design like a very beautiful, you know, maybe all white, very crisp, icy blue Mm. ceremony. You do something a little bit more textural during the cocktail hour. And then maybe you have something a little bit more traditional come, you know, the reception. And I think red and green, I think of plaid. I think of those beautiful tartans that we, that we come to at this time of the year. Again, tone and texture. Mm-hmm. Um, red and green can be used as accent colors. I think whenever people are are worried about overdoing it on a color or leaning too far into that trope, you know, pull it back a little bit. Find maybe more dominant shades that these shades work alongside. You know, I think like I've seen a lot of really beautiful rich browns recently. I think mm. there's a beautiful way to do like a very yes. rich brown, a really beautiful like almost maroon red mm-hmm. and very very nice evergreen green it's there's a way to there's a way to make this work without it feeling like christmas just exploded inside of a ballroom <laughs> or inside of an atrium i mean yeah. and i and i think you know it sounds like this person has a lot of ideas and doesn't know where to put them um and i and i kind of love that i think that creativity is inspiring and i love hearing yeah. that you know i have so many ideas where do i put them all um, and I wonder if there's a way for this person to, you know, maybe it's a bridal shower with one of those color schemes or hmm. they apply it differently and use it in different ways. I don't want to say get rid of them because they're all <laughs> wonderful if you're planning something at this time of the year. And it's a very special time of the year. So all for winter. Yeah. Planning. Especially if Christmas is your thing. Like, yeah, if, if people know you for like having a really fabulous Christmas party every year, like that's part of your story. If that's part of your story, girl, lean into her. So Do it. I'm, I'm, I agree about like kind of the surprise and delight when you're moving your guests through each experience of the wedding day or even the wedding weekend. You can definitely incorporate some of these other kind of schemes, <laughs> if you yeah. will, in color the varying tones. And it all we always color scheming. So I definitely, I agree with you, Sarah, like figure out the best way to lean into it. And I think starting with a really kind of really clear mood board, because you said, 
you want to use the red and green in a tasteful way. And that to you means something. So kind of trying to map that out and see how it goes. And then maybe how, like you're saying, how can that blue and the white and your tasteful red and green, how can they play together to make one beautiful weekend? So Winter Wonder Bride, I'm excited for you. We can't wait to see the pictures. I can't wait to see the photos. Send me the photos. So, yeah, it's like, <laughs> s- send Sarah the photos. Send me some of the hot cider that's left over. And yes. we'll take it from there. <laughs> Spiky, you please bet. love you. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. One more question from one of our lovely listeners. Again, email us at brides at betches.com or please slide, slide into our DMs. Hello, Betches Brides. I'm in the early stages of planning my August 2024 wedding and have recently begun the venue search. However, I keep encountering the same issue. I absolutely love pink. It has always been my favorite color and naturally I want it to be the primary color of my wedding. And yes, my fiance is totally on board with the idea. The challenge arises when I tour venues here in the Midwest. While I've seen a few, I struggle to envision them in my desired pink color scheme. Every time I share my color preference with the venue coordinator, I sense hesitation. Responses like, well, I think we can add some lights here, or I believe we have some pink tablecloths, are given with no confidence that they can truly bring my vision to life. I'm starting to worry that I may not achieve my dream of a pink-themed wedding. Am I approaching this the wrong way? Should I have finalized my vision in mind and then select a venue that can accommodate my color scheme? Or is it reasonable to trust that the venue coordinator and my day of coordinator can transform the space based on my vision? Ooh, great questions. Great questions. First and foremost, I would hire a wedding planner. That part. Oops, Sarah said it, not me. <laughs> I, that, is, that is my answer here. And we can talk through different parts of this, but having a wedding, having a wedding planner, the wedding planner is your advocate. You want a vision. You're going to talk about that vision with your wedding planner. It's probably going to be quite flushed out when you are looking around at venues. And that wedding planner will be able to speak the language of the venue coordinator or you know the venue at large and help bridge that gap. So wedding planner is, I think, <laughs> one. Number two, you just might not have found the venue that is right for you yet. I think this comes, this is true whether you're talking about a venue or a floral partner or a planner. When you are communicating a vision for your wedding and you are met with this distance, that feels mm. like not a 100% match to me. And, you know, maybe these are just places that are used to the neutral weddings, you know, that have been predominant over the past few years. Fair enough. But if you want this vibrant pink, you and your fiance want this vibrant pink (laughs) wedding day, love that the fiance is on board, then I think you need to find a place that is equally excited about that vision. Yeah. Um, So I wouldn't, you know, I, it sounds like this person is wondering if their vision needs to be put inside of a Mm. box and repackaged appropriately before they go out and have these conversations with vendors. Um, To which I say, absolutely not. We can do... We can do a beautiful pink wedding in the Midwest. Many, many venues would be happy to accommodate a beautiful pink wedding in the Midwest. So get a wedding planner and continue on the search until you find find somebody that is like 100% we can do that for you. Um, And we're excited for it. Agreed. Like 100% agree. I was having a call with – when I have vendor calls, um, I usually start with – 
I'm going to have crazy ideas. Are you down? So <laughs> yeah, like I always start with before hiring any vendor, I have to have a conversation with these are my ideas. This is what I see. I'm working with a venue right now that's never done a long table outside. And I'm like, can we make this work? And they're like, absolutely. We want to see this happen. So always find vendors, venues that are really open to accepting you and accepting your bright pink ideas. So um, I agree with Sarah. Do, you, you guys already know how I feel about your ideas. Lean into them. Don't let them go. <laughs> they are yours for a reason. I'm happy about this. And also understanding a wedding planner is a huge expense. If for some reason you're like, I have the day of coordinator, that's all I'm going to be able to do, then take it on yourself when hiring your floral partner to really understand color, tones, what's on the table. Work with your catering partner as well to understand what are the rental options you have. I would not lean on your venue coordinator or your day of coordinator to identify your design. That's definitely going to be something with that you're going to have to work with probably internally if you're not working with a planner or a true event designer. So really understand, use Pinterest, use all the resources in the ether to create what do you want to see when it comes to your pink wedding. Create that mood board. Um, like I was saying earlier, go to the hardware store, pick up swatches of colors and put it together yourself. Get the dream out of your head, tangible on paper. So maybe you can communicate it again to the venue and they're like, oh, because their version of a pink wedding is not your is not what you're saying. They might be seeing Barbie exploded everywhere. And you're like, actually, I just want it like a soft rose. So have the conversation with them, but use visuals as much as possible. But definitely find a venue that's not going to make you feel bad about your ideas or your decisions. Period. <laughs> Aligned. <laughs> Like, girl, go have that pink wedding. And can I come? Absolutely. <laughs> can yes. you make the guests wear pink too? Because that would be kind of cool. But anyway, oh. uh, <laughs> that would Definitely. be crazy. All right, we're going to play a game. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. I don't know what the game is, so I'm excited to hear about it. I hardly never know either. It's really great. It's going to be, okay. I, I like to be surprised. I like surprises. Okay. okay. Me too. So this game is called Trendy or Timeless. So we have a list of wedding items and we're going to see which ones we agree on that are trendy or timeless. Okay. Customized bar napkins. Hmm. Hmm. That's actually hard. Oh, that's hard. I'm going to go, I'm going to go trendy. I think I'm going to go trendy. Well, I do think it could be timeless. I do think these are relatively new and I don't know if yes. they're here forever. Like I don't know if the quote or like the love note on the cocktail napkin or the scalloped edge or you know what you know what I'm talking about. I don't know if that is eternal. Mm. But I also am not how what do we mean by custom? If we're talking about a monogram <laughs> that I was like a monogram on like a hem stitch little that's timeless. But the gold foil, like uh, yeah, I'm geez. thinking like the next <laughs> level cocktail napkins that I feel like are very, very big right now. And they are they are they're being done in all these different types of ways. And I don't know if that's forever, but of course that hem stitch, that like beautiful mm. joint. That, you know, the crest <laughs> that appears on your invitation suite yes. that is kind of simplified for the cocktail napkin. Of course, that's timeless. I mean, that's forever. But these new, these new age ideas, I don't know. Might yeah. Be. Yeah. Like the one you said about like, um, 
what is it? They're putting like quotes or something on them. Like, yeah, like love notes and like yeah. their handwriting. I feel like I've seen that on TikTok. They're seen cute. A few things. They're cute. I mean, they're totally cute. <laughs> I love them for right now. I just don't I do. know if everybody else will love them. Twenty years and, from now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they will. Oh my gosh! Imagining twenty what weddings twenty years from now just gave me a, like a a heart palpitation. I was like, well, AI literally do the whole thing anyway. So. <laughs> Okay, the next one is having your dog as your ring bearer, trendy or timeless? Oh. I love a dog. I love a dog at a wedding. But I've always wondered about the logistics. I've always wondered. Like, like, okay, I, I feel like when it comes to dogs at weddings, people that have their dogs at their wedding, they love their dog. They are part of their family. So I am not going to sit here and be like, this is not stuff. Do I think that people are going to be doing this for a long time? People are going to love dogs forever. Ever. <laughs> so I think maybe it is timeless. <laughs> I would say having the dog at the wedding is timeless. As the ring bearer and logistically, I'm just like, one, <laughs> who's walking the dog later? Where does the dog go earlier? How do we feed the dog the dog barking at the, like, there's just, I'm like, Ooh, can that's, it's just a, it's, it's something that I can't physically control. And that's a problem. So, <laughs> but agree. I'm going to, uh, can we use their picture of the dog on the cocktail napkin and then just call it a day? <laughs> like, Custom. Love you guys. Custom. <laughs> Great. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to go with, mm, that's trendy. Ooh. I think that's trendy. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. We're moving on. Neon signs. Um, trendy. Yeah. I have trendy. to agree. A hundred percent. Yep. Champagne towers. For me personally, trendy. Timeless. In actuality, I think it's timeless. <laughs> it's timeless. People are going to do it forever and ever. It's not, it's not, um, it's not my favorite iteration of escort display um oh it's not i mean i think like escort displays are a really fun opportunity to lean into something really personality driven i agree you know we've seen some really cool ones at brides little disco little disco um disco ball little cocktail shakers for you know that the after party is disco themed so it tells of the event to come i think they're there are fun ways to do this, like a little book set up for bookworms. Um, so not maybe not. It's just maybe not my favorite. And I would hope that like the champagne is very, very cold, you know, so it's just yes. poured and then served. So I think timing is important. So for me, trendy, but in actuality, I am bad at this game. This is not a good game for me to <laughs> what? play. This is a, we're having a great time. I, I, I am an <laughs> indecisive person, clearly. Um, but I do think no, you're, this you're is something very- that people love. You're very political, which I love. Like you could, you're kind of <laughs> diplomatic. You're like, I could actually see it from both ways. I'm really opinionated. I'm like, hate it, love it. So, like, I'm like, maybe it's not my cup of tea, but if it's yours, I want exactly. you to do it, and I want you to love it. Who am I to tell you're, you? Not to you're do so something? gentle. I'm like, don't do it, <laughs> girl. Don't do it. Champagne towel, because I love an escort moment too. Like mm-hmm. I love, like I love really learning the couple and like, how are we, how are we doing this? Champagne towers I mostly use is like if couples are anti-cake 
And I'm like, okay, well, we've got to do something. Like y'all are over here like, we hate cake. Okay, well, pour some champagne down some things. And I've had couples be really playful with it, like shake it and spray it. And I'm like, their energy comes out. The pictures are great, to be honest. It's really just a good picture moment. And I agree with you. It has to be chilled. And also sometimes the couple has a really special bottle that maybe they they saved during like a like some some of my couples are really into wine and champagne and they've got really good quality stuff. And then we'll we'll make like a baby tower. <laughs> and they, they pour the good bottle for some good people. <laughs> I am also I when you said champagne tower in my brain, I heard champagne escort table and to which I say that's trendy but champagne tower is 100% timeless so I retract (laughs) everything that I have said up until this point on this topic we're definitely on the same page I was like she's a timeless one for sure like this is champagne towers are the best. The best. Um, They are the best for so many reasons. And (laughs) for the photos, I think it's just like always so fun and energetic and upbeat. And from like a publication perspective, that is always a shot that we add, you know, right that we put in the edit. And so, yes, forget what I said. I heard champagne and my brain went to something that I don't like. I didn't didn't finish. (laughs) Champagne towers are forever. Love that. Period. Hands down. Period. We love it. That's Keep it. them going. That's forever and always. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I have a feeling we're probably going to think the same on this one. Wedding hashtags. Oh, trendy. Definitely trendy. Because we might not even have the right social media anymore. Like VCR totally. got played out. We might have something else. Totally. I don't <laughs> even think, I don't even know how many people are actively doing those anymore. I haven't used one in at least two years. Right. I haven't seen anything like really come through or, you know, come through on couples questionnaires or when we talk to couples about their big days for the features that we do. Not part of the conversation usually. Mm -hmm. So I would say trendy and maybe a trend of the past, dare I say. Agreed. Because now they're replacing it with social media um, content creators coming to catch. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. All right. Photo booths, trendy or timeless? Oh. We're definitely going to agree on this one, I think. Maybe, sort of, you know. I think... <laughs> I think trendy. I agree. Yeah, I think trendy. But again, what are what type of photo booth are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, I was you know? like, there's, there's levels to the photo booth. But I will say what, what I've been seeing is um, what we did this last time. We, instead of setting up a photo booth, we had the photographer kind of stage uh, area and we made it look really, really cute. And couples were, were coming and we got really great professional pictures of the guest, which was like, now that is the version of a photo booth. Cause I, I now use that picture like <clears throat> on my dating profile. But anyway, so like, it's great. I love, I love having really good pictures. The photo booths ones, I'm like, oh yeah, maybe. But having your photographer come would be really, really cool to do it. I totally agree. I don't, I, I saw this recently. Instead, I think a friend had sent it to me and she was like, how do you, what do you think about this? Instead of the, the photo booth in front of the animated three, two, one with the prop mm. or the photo frames, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a professional staging. I'm thinking like banga booth. That, I was thinking, thinking banga booth for sure. Yes. And like <laughs> that idea of like really beautiful setup. And it's almost like you walk away, yeah, like with a dating profile shot or yeah. just like a, a photo that you really love of yourself. 
give the people what they want. They want to look good in a photo. And I feel like sometimes guests are like, I wasn't looking and I wasn't ready. Give the guests what they want. They want to look or get, good. Get the whole fit too. Like, yeah, it's like get the shoes. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was like, get my shoes. Like the guests have invested so much time and money into their hair, their fit. Like get 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 the whole thing. So uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And the finale. Disco balls. Hmm. This one's really hard. Mm. Alan, I don't know. Again, this is one of those that I think it could go either way. I have seen it. The, my problem is I have seen it done so well. I have seen it done so well from so many different people in different ways. I've seen like truly the most like incredible, like almost all red disco moment where I'm not, you know, uplighting. I have maybe a complicated relationship <laughs> with uplighting, but Same. I think, yeah, I, <laughs> but the way that this after party room was uplit and it cast this very like moody mm-hmm. glow, which was, you know, paired with the refraction of the disco balls, it was kind of magical. So if you are going to do disco in a cool way, I say timeless. If you are just going to put a few disco balls and call it a theme, trendy. Trendy. Yeah. I'm bad at this game. I told you. You're like, (laughs) I can see it from both ways. I agree. Disco balls will always be timeless to me. Like, just because I think I should should have been born in the 70s. Like, Mm. I'm like, I will always dig a disco ball. But I agree. Either you're lighting her up so she gives you a, a nice little reflection on the floor. Yeah. And a silent disco, I mean, that's Ooh! still so fun. Like, if yes! you're, you know, there, there are so many incredible ways to, to iterate on disco. And uh, I don't know what is what is old can be made new again that and part. reimagined yes. and rethought of in so many ways. And there are so many incredible people and creative people working in this industry and incredible couples getting married. You are so creative that, you know what I think I say you want disco make disco forever. Do it your way. Yes. And no matter if these are trendy or timeless to you, have them, do them, enjoy them. Neon sign that photo booth up, girl. Do it. Do do your thing. With the props. With With the props and the customized dog napkin and the disco ball. Like have your fun. So yes. Sarah, any parting words for our listeners today? I mean, I think, I think you nailed it. It's your wedding. It is your rules, whether it is choosing a color palette, whether it is deciding to go disco for your after party (laughs) or, you know, Moulin Rouge, whatever your dream is, don't let anybody talk you out of it. And don't let trends or, you know, things that you see on the internet or on social media dictate what is one of the most special days of your lives. You know, I think. Agreed. It can be as it can be so beautiful, whether it's neutral or colorful or classic or totally your own. And yes. that's really the whole point of a wedding is is to love it and to make it yours. That part. That's all. You said it. You said it. <laughs> you said it too. That, but I disagree. You love it. I love it. This is great. <laughs> you guys, that is it for this week's episode of Betch's Bride. Sarah, can people follow you? And if so, where on social media? They can follow me. I am on Instagram. I think that is the only thing I am on. I am an elder millennial. I am at Sar, no, uh, underscore Schreiber. 
Um, so that's where that's where you can find me on my corner of the internet, where I am posting about my husband and my apartment and antiques, usually and weddings. Oh, <laughs> say less. All right, cool. You guys, can, <laughs> you guys can follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram, and you can follow me at I am Fallon Carter. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so please be sure to subscribe so you do not miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part. Batches.